0: Hi, my name is Harris. I'm one of your podcast hosts. I'm also a lawyer at Treadstone Law. For most Canadians, buying, selling, or refinancing real estate, a lawyer is the last thing on their mind. That's unfortunate because lawyers play a vital role in the process. But what choices do Canadians have? Lawyers can be very expensive. Well, Treadstone Law offers resources to Canadians so they have access to the information they need. Whether you sign up for a live workshop or a mailing list, we cover topics to help you make informed decisions and avoid costly mistakes. This advice you can start using today, and best of all, it's free. Visit treadstonelaw.ca forward slash MAS offer or click the link below to get access right now. If you're looking to retain Treadstone Law, it's never been easier. Our entire process is online. From completing the retainer agreement to your signing appointment, everything is done from the comfort of your own home. We're your digital lawyers. The best part of it is that you don't pay anything when you're retaining our firm. Visit TreadstoneLaw.ca for slash MAS offer or click on the link below to retain us right now. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hustler and Grit. Today on my podcast, I have Alison Cosgrove. Allison is a mortgage agent with Mortgage Architects. Her goal is to take the stress out of finding the right mortgage for a client's needs. The goal is not only to get the best interest rates, but also to look at privileges, work with personal budgets, market trends, short and long term goals. Welcome to the podcast, Allison.
1: Hi, well, happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Now, I know that uh, I really liked your branding. You're with Mortgage Architects, but you have uh, your website's Blue Jean Mortgage Queen. Just to start yep. off, I got to ask, give us some context, give the listeners some context on what what that's all about.
1: Um, I wanted something that would make my teenage daughters cringe. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> uh, you know what? It, as soon as they started cringing, I knew I was onto something because people would remember it. Um, No, the, the impetus behind it um, was really um, I'm not here to add pressure. I'm not here to show off. I'm not here um, to do any of that. I'm, I'm here to simply work hard for my clients and ensure that their needs are met. Um, I'm not here to make a ton of money. So chances are I'm, I'm coming to, to uh, our signups in my blue jeans, which I'm actually wearing today. Um, <laughs> again, I, I'm here to uh, make you, make you comfortable, make your life easy, stress-free. That's the name of the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, when I first saw blue jean mortgage queen, I felt like it It says a lot right in the be- beginning. It's, it's not a high pressure environment yet. You're qu- the queen of mortgages. So you would know what you're doing. So it's like, it's the best of both. Um, exactly. So then, Just uh, some context. Um, How did you kind of enter the mortgage industry? What was your kind of story, your impetus into becoming a mortgage broker? Was this something that you always wanted to do? Was this something that later on in your life you realized this is something that is lacking within your community, whether it's physical or it's online? What was kind of your story to becoming a mortgage agent?
1: Um well it was definitely not in the cards right off the hop i can tell you that much <laughs> um but then you know what some of the best careers aren't found right off the hop they're they're kind of uh you you find your way into them yeah. and and i truly did i i am a bookkeeper and accountant by trade um so um that's where a lot of the budgeting and that sort of stuff comes into to play um but i remember back when my husband and I first got our first mortgage when we bought our house and I remember how stressful and scary that was and when I found myself working for a wonderful uh, real estate law firm I realized that um, there was better ways to do things and I'm that person that just likes to make life easier for people easier for clients and so with um, my boss's blessing um, I went out and got my mortgage agent license and it's just kind of spiraled from there and really um, in the back of my mind when I'm meeting with my clients I always think back to my husband and I sitting across the table from our own mortgage broker um, at the time and just making sure that I'm not that same person that I'm making it Less stressful. That I'm making it more easy, um, well, I, if that's at all possible. But at least uh, managing my clients' expectations, making sure that they they're apprised of everything as we go along, and you know, heading off any troubles yeah. before they get to yeah. my client. And,
0: and but when you when you're saying like um, you're making it easy, was there an experience that you had that you felt like this is too difficult, and I need to make it easier? Um, that kind of got you to get involved into that sign?
1: There is a lot of documents, Uh, mortgages, real estate Mm -hmm. in general. It's very document heavy. And ensuring that, um, I'm not going back to the client seven or eight times, um, knowing knowing what is required of my clients right off the bat, whether it be uh, from my perspective or also the real estate law, perspective, I do try to grab um, as many documents up front for both sides, um, because I do understand, because I did said spend six and a half years, um, or sorry, six years um, doing funding from a, the perspective of a real estate law firm, so I know what a lot of the documents yeah. that the lawyers are going to So it's one grab of, of, of information rather than, okay, I need documents, and then the lawyer is going to need the same documents, or sometimes different documents. Um, and then, um, you know, I try to get them all at once yeah. so that it's less stress, less
0: less. It is stressful because I I, fi- I find like um, it is often depending on who you're working with. If it's not with the right team, it's like passing the baton on. Where, it, if for example, you're buying a house, the realtor does their one bit. Then they pass you on to the mortgage broker who does their one bit. And then they pass you on to the, the, the real estate lawyer and they're doing their bit. And each time the client doesn't really know what to expect. Um, and it's kind of like, OK, we're done one part and they don't know who to go to for what, um, who's responsible for what area. And all of that kind of sometimes gets blurred because, um, for example, we have I mean, uh, being a real estate lawyer, we see the I see the last leg of it. There's tons of like financing questions that we get, and 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 my perspective has always been I cannot answer these questions. You'd have to go back to your broker. But if everybody's kind of communicating, that entire process Mm -hmm. is something that makes it's just more easier. And like you're saying, you're saying it's stress free. You're not going to be thinking, what am I going to have to do now? So
1: yeah, and I try to take a lot of that out. Um, I work closely with the real estate lawyer or with the real estate lawyers, um, because a, uh, a good majority of my time is spent ensuring that um, the documents that you guys have uh, from the lenders mm. are um, not um, condition heavy, right? Yeah. I, I try to get clear up a lot of that before it even hits real estate lawyers' desks. Um, same with real estate agents; I work closely with them, you know, to ensure that. Um, when they're out shopping um, for a home. um, Really, realistically, I'm the middleman in in my way of thinking. um, When clients come to me and go, okay, can I afford a house? Um, And we sit down, we go over their budget, we go over their credit, we go over everything, um, their job history, all of that ahead of, uh, generally speaking, I like to hit it ahead of um, sitting them down with a real estate agent Ingoing uh, am going house shopping because um uh, I have no choice. <laughs> um and you know, making sure that they're on budget, they're on target, yeah. that the real estate agent aware of what they can afford and what they can't afford.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so that you know there's no oh well I saw this million two house and they can only afford eight hundred thousand, yeah. right? So we we have that. Um, getting hopes up, managing expectations, yeah. all that
0: kind of stuff. So I, I feel like, you know what, like, uh if you go back 10, 10 20 years, a mortgage was a mortgage. Now there's like so many other products out there and to have a, a, what I would describe as a multidisciplinary background as you have where you're going through the accounting, the bookkeeping. So you can you can really hold a client's hand throughout the entire process because a, a lot of times I've seen brokers who are really good brokers uh, and, and they have no reason to know what we're doing, but they could be in the industry for 10, 15, 20 years. They, re- they still don't know what we're doing at our end, um, to prepare the clients for that and let them know, Hey, this is what's coming up. Um, and this is what, again, collecting the documents and all of that really, that that's what I say always sets any kind of good professional apart from a good, a great professional from a good professional is they're advising the client as to what's to come and what to expect and preparing them today for what's going to happen tomorrow. So they're not waking up going, Oh my God, what do I need to do?
1: right and it makes your guys lives easier on i I look at it i have a big love for my real estate lawyers um because at the end of the day you guys are you you guys are the final pass and you are the final touchdown um so if i can make your lives easier um in any way that's that's kind of my my job as well because at the end of the day if i make your lives easier it's easier on my clients
0: no i definitely you know what like I, i i I pray for the, the, the brokers who collect all the stuff and send it to us. I'm like this is <laughs> it's just, it's like the Yep. Yep. And the and, and the thing is is it's not even just smooth on our end. The client experience is so much more like it's that much more better because so many times do you hear clients, Well, I just sent this to the realtor and I already sent it to the the broker. Like, can you just why do I have to send it to you? So it's uh-huh.
1: When i have a client engaged with a lawyer i usually send over my own document package that has a lot of the things that you guys are going to need whether it be void checks whether it be uh, payout statements if we're doing a refinance um the aps i try to make sure that everything is in my hand and then i send it to you guys um and and Again, it just prevents the redundancy for the client and, and the frustration of, well, exactly what you said. Well, I just sent I got this from the real estate agent. Why didn't they send it to you? Well, you know, as a broker, I can take care of all of that because I need to see that. Yeah. I need to see the, yes, I need to see, um, you know, the, the the payout statements, all of that stuff. So I should already have it. Why aren't, you know, yeah. oops, that one staff that yeah. make it easy for you know. so.
0: Yeah. So, walk us through what it's like uh, if I'm buying a house if I'm a first time home buyer or a repeat buyer. What's their journey like um, working with you? Do I just give you a call? Do I shoot you an email? Are you digital only? Do I come to an office? What's that entire process from like beginning to end of working with you and 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 getting that first house or, or whatever, getting getting that purchase done.
1: Um. Wow. It depends on direction. Um, It really depends on what you're comfortable with. Uh, I am pretty open to my clients. Um, I'll come to you. I don't have a physical office. Um, Again, um, very uh, simple, straightforward. Um, You can apply online. You can give me a call. We can do a virtual app. We can talk through on the phone. Uh, I can go through the whole application process with you over the phone. Uh, we can have a Zoom meeting um, if that's what you prefer. Um, we have, uh, once you sign over the consent forms and everything, then I can start pulling credit together and, every, and really start having a holistic full view of your uh, finances. And then we kind of go from there. I do uh, advise my clients to come see me before um, you sit down and have a conversation with a realtor because, again, at the end of the day, you want to know what you can afford and not um especially with today's rates and 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 everything changing um i want to make sure that you're set up for success right off the bat so absolutely come have a sit down conversation fill out an application let's get your 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 finances in order so i can say okay this is where your range is Mm -hmm. and then you know, if you don't have a realtor, I have quite a few uh, realtors that um more than happy to help my clients, and depending on where you're located and what you're looking for. Um, I do have realtors that deal in specialties, um, whether it be like bungalows or downtown Mississauga, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. condominiums. Um, and then um, once, once you've found your home, then it's just a matter of uh, getting me the, the pertinent details about the property. Because we've already um, gotten all the other documents out of the way first, yeah. um, because I do like to verify that um, you know jobs and income and that sort of stuff is is huge um, as well as credit. Again, I don't want any surprises for my clients, so yeah, I usually do ahead of time. Yeah, I
0: mean, I always I always advise clients like the first thing. Sorry, not, I don't mean to cut you off, but I always advise. <laughs> mortgage broker should always be the first one it's not about like you know i know like buying a house it's an emotional decision as much as it's a financial decision but the finances always come first the bank's not going to give you the money because you really want the house so
1: right exactly exactly and that's just it like um i remember when i was house hunting um, with three little kids in tow mind you my real estate agent at the time was a god i cannot even understand how he managed to care Uh, And me and my husband, um, like he's, he was just, he was just amazing. And, you know, I remember not even knowing how much I could afford. I was guessing, And um, which also, again, adds to the stress, oh, this is a beautiful home. It's great. It's wonderful. It's got ticks, all the boxes, got the yard and the right amount of of, uh, bedrooms and the kitchens. I get, you know, a huge kitchen and, you know, it ticks all the boxes and then you come down to it and you can't afford it right and that is an emotional letdown and i don't want my clients to have that like that that's that's heartbreaking when I mean, you get your heart hope set on something yeah. and then uh, you know, you can and, I mean, Especially
0: if you have three kids and, and, and they, if they have seen the house, they get attached and it's not easy taking three kids out for house hunting. So, so when you're doing that, you want to, you want to make sure you know what your limits are and what you're looking at. So you're only going to the places that you need to, as opposed to, I mean, it's up to you. I, I feel like every set of parents is different. Um,
1: I, I look at it and I, like I said, I, I just look at the whole process. Now, again, I had an amazing real estate agent that I absolutely adore. Um, and he, you know, he, he took care of my family and, and I appreciate that. Um, but there was a lot of things that I just, you know, I wish I had have had a budget ahead of time. I wish I had of um, knew what I was looking for and, you know, what I could afford and what would be comfortable and what it all would look like when it all was said and done. And, you know, I, I, that's, that's the premise that I operate on. What would I want if I was doing this again today? What would I want as, um, you know, as a a first time home buyer, as somebody with uh, in financial distress and needing that help out and Mm -hmm. needing to use the equity to, to get themselves out of, um, a sticky situation that sort of stuff, or just, you know, they, they want a, um, a second property, a vacation property, that kind of stuff. I always look at how would I, if I was on the other side of that table, how would I want my broker to be? How would I want them to treat me? What would they need to know to make my life easier? Um, so, and, and, and that's, again I don't wear the flashy suits' I'll wear I wear a suit jacket yeah. don't get yourself you know um I'm not gonna show up in you know a splashy fancy car I'm just your everyday girl trying to help everybody as many people as I can be homeowners stay in their home stay in their home longer if they're old, you know if they're seniors and and yeah. you know that kind of stuff I, I mean at the end of the day I'm very service driven Um whatever I can do to help my clients achieve uh, their ideal. And And,
0: I feel like that's one of the, one of the, one of the biggest reasons why I push mortgage brokers. I mean, I've worked with a lot of fantastic mortgage specialists at banks, which, um, and I'm not really saying um, anything about that, but I'm saying more with the mortgage brokers. Uh, the reason why I feel like I'm a, an advocate for mortgage brokers is exactly kind of what you're saying right now because there's so many financial products out there. You're going to buy a house. Maybe you need to extend it. Maybe you need a mortgage line because your kid's going off to college. You need to pay for that. There's so many different things. You want to you wanna invest on something, and you want to be working with somebody who you've built a relationship with, who you know... And trust, and and because trust goes a long way. You don't. I, I personally feel like with the banks, um, there's a lot of turnover. So it's like every single time I walk in, there's somebody else, and I have to kind of rebuild that understanding with somebody. Whereas with the mortgage broker, like I'm always talking to the same person. They know where my financial like, uh, finances are. They have my file. They'll be looking at it and they'll know, okay, this was... And sometimes they even position you better because they know, like, for example, hey, one of the biggest questions that I feel like brokers get, which I don't think is an intelligent question, is the rate question. And you'd know better than I would, right? Where are like, oh my God, I, I want the cheapest rate. Cheapest rate may not be the best rate, right? Because you need to have all these other options.
1: Sorry. I actually... I actually have a story for you. I have a client that I've been doing um, their uh, bookkeeping and taxes for a number of years. And they came to me and they said, um, um, they handed me their renewal papers for their mortgage and say, can you beat this rate? And I looked at the rate and I went, I'm not even going to try. I said, but, but. I do know your kids. And I know one of your kids is about to head to college and university in the fall. I said, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna set you up with a brand new mortgage, different company, but it's going to have a um, a HELOC, um, a home equity line of credit attachment. So as you pay down your first, your, uh, your line of credit increases. I said, that way, while you're paying down your mortgage, you're building up this little bank for your kids in one or two years, I think it is, um, to be able to go away to college and you have that fund available yeah. to you. Um, and that's going to be more beneficial than your rate. Yeah. And, right.
0: And that's all that can only because, happen when you know the
1: client. Right. hundred percent. And that's because I've been doing the other stuff for yeah. them for, um, of years and that sort of stuff and they said oh yeah when when our mortgage comes up for renewal we're going to have you you, you you take care of it and i said okay no problem because I, I love it when i have that kind of background information mm-hmm. and knowledge <laughs> it's so much more fun um, but again it's it's a matter of rate is not everything um you know i look at the rates today and and i look at the rates two years ago or a year ago even and it's it's night and day but at the end of the day um you may be paying a little higher of a rate right now but what happens if right yeah. and you always gotta uh, broker i always look at the what if yeah yeah i don't uh, okay well it's a slam dunk easy quick low rate we're out the door no um i look at do they have young kids yeah there, you know, are there health concerns? Is there an you know? Do what do I know about this family? What do I know about this client? Are they getting married in three years?
0: Yeah.
1: Are they, you know, are they looking at retirement in in two and a half? Yeah. What's going to be their long term goals? And I aim for those. I don't aim for today because today is is today. We can't we can't plan for it yeah. for today already here so i look at what's going to happen in five years what's going to happen in 10 years what's going to happen in in even 15 years like if i set these guys if i set my clients up for this trajectory where is it taking them yeah. what is going to be um in their long term and and at the end of the day um you know that takes stress out because if they know somebody is watching their future for them And making sure that they're on on track. And yes, that train is going to get derailed because life isn't easy. Life isn't isn't straightforward. But if they know that somebody is sitting there going, okay, they want to retire in 10 years. How do I get them there? Okay, well, they have a derailment at year three. All right. So how do I still get them there? How do I get back? How do I get them out over that And and that's really what I do. I mean, Um,
0: I think, I think that stuff, honestly, um, In today's age, it's very it's invaluable because to have somebody kind of really understand where you're going and to help you plan for that, like when people come and they ask me like the lowest rate question, I'm like, listen, when you're going buying a house, do you ask for the most square footage? Because where it's where you're gonna end up with the most square footage may not be in the neighborhood you want, the street you want, it's not gonna look like what you want. There's a lot of other things. (laughs) It's this interest rate question is the same thing. It's like, it's there's so many other things
1: to it. Like, you gotta. Everybody says, oh, five to year fixed, five year fixed, <laughs> five year fixed. <laughs> everybody loves them. Um, and the. I, I can't remember the averages, and I should have looked this up because I wanted to bring this up. Um, the average. Ab- now i'm gonna now I'm gonna. <laughs> i can think but there is a very large proportion of people that break their mortgage um, i think
0: i think the average is the length for a five-year term is anywhere between three and a half to four years three years so so the majority okay. of people are breaking them
1: right so now you got your five-year fixed, now you have to pay interest penalty. Yeah. now you have a penalty what bank has the lowest penalty why are we not having that conversation?
0: Yeah. No, hundred percent.
1: Right. And so I always, in the back of my mind, can these guys afford that penalty yeah. in three and a half years? Yeah, It's going to be a, detri- a huge detriment to them in three and a half years. Or is it going to, again, looking at market trends, is that um, three and a half, four years from now, is the rates going to be better? Or are they going to go up a little bit more? Where are we sitting? And always having that in the back of my, my head, along with everything, it, it's it's a juggling act. It's yeah, it's yeah. how do
0: we? Train? No, I, I definitely uh, the amount of times that we've seen um, the penalties for breaking early like 30,000 is just a a number that just rolls off our desk. It's like, and then, and my thought process has always been when you were looking for the cheapest rate, did you factor in that 30,000? Because if you factor that in the interest rates much higher,
1: not only that, but what happens if, okay. Yeah. You, you're, you're like me and and play the occasional scratch ticket um, and you win a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Hmm. That can make a difference, yeah. right? Yep. Can you can you pay off part of your mortgage with that hundred thousand? What is the penalty on that hundred thousand?
0: Yeah,
1: right. If or if you get a nice bonus from your work and it's twenty five thousand, and you're like, oh yay, let's put it against the mortgage because yeah. I really want to have it paid off. Yeah. Is that not only that, but you also um, some people have the mind of investment middle of their term. Yeah great okay so we break it we make a, a or, or we add a, um, a home equity line what is it looking like what are you going to make your return on your investment mm. if you break is it going to be worth it so it's there's a lot of different reasons to break your mortgage um and if you're not paying attention to down the road would are you the person that would invest are you the person that um, or if life happens yeah you know, no, no, hundred percent. Like if you if you uh, lose your job for a, a few months or get laid off or COVID happens, God, there's so much of that. Um, people lost their jobs or were laid off for months and months and months. You're in the service industry, you know, and and you can't pay your, your credit cards, so your credit cards are are skyrocketing, and you're paying twenty nine nine yeah. interest or nineteen interest, and you're and you're sitting there going, I can't afford. It eight hundred dollars over here in credit card bills plus my mortgage over here plus trying to live and you're drowning i think i'll I'll pull you out of that drowning but what's going to cost always plan for the worst case scenario and hope for the best yeah
0: no honestly and some of these things they're not i feel like it's common sense i think over like a five-year term i i don't there's rarely been uh variable outperforming fixed but people go for the fix because of the peace of mind or whatever it is, even though you'll be paying off. My perspective is
1: sorry. A lot, a lot of times it's budgetary reasons. Yeah. Um, they like knowing, okay, my, yeah. it, it, um, they've been used to paying rent every month on the first of the month. It's going to be $1,500, uh, which was, you can tell how long it's been since i <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's the mentality yeah. that we went through was, Um, you know, I know that on the first of the month, every month I have a rent payment and and now it's moved over to a mortgage payment, but it helps for budgetary reasons. Are you that family that needs that budget or do you Mm. have a little bit? And, you know, um, I have a calculator and I'm happy to run scenarios (laughs) for anybody who would love to talk to me. Um, and I can show you how a variable rate Will outrank your fixed mortgage every time. Yeah, yeah. And you know, well I can't say every time because there are a few exceptions to the rule. Yeah. But um, you know, right now they're outranking. Yeah. So
0: I mean, so so moving towards market questions: Are you are you still with the upward trajectory of rates? Still recommending variable?
1: Um, at this point, I am. Um, Simply because they are still um, at the point of, um, like I love it. Worst case scenarios mm-hmm. again. Yeah, yeah. Worst case scenarios always win. Um, even if I could put a hundred bucks back in your pocket at the end of the day, that's yeah. a win in my book. Yeah. Uh, even if it's five bucks, um, it, like you know, it is a little bit um, stressful, and I do know that everybody is kind of on their biting their nails a little bit with it. Um, but hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like over, over the term of your mortgage um, at this moment, you're still better off. And where we, right? yeah. with the variables yeah. fixed going up just as much. Right. Yes. So,
0: where, where would you say interest rates are going? Where do you think this is a crystal ball question, but December, 2022, or even December 2023. Um, do you think that I know that there's uh, talks of another like 75 basis point uh, hike? Do you think there's more coming after that? Do you think that's the final one? Where do you feel like the real estate market going to be? in another six months to a year just because right now I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, when people are saying markets going down, I'm saying not really because when COVID hit, everybody stopped to see what's going on. Everybody like, as you should, they're trying to figure out and then they jumped back in. And then we saw this insane increase right now. I feel like everybody's just kind of stopping to see what's going on. I don't think we're going up or down. I think people are just waiting to see what happens to the economy.
1: Um, Just so we're clear, um, my crystal ball has been on back order since (laughs) COVID. Um, Something about COVID supply chain. Logistics. (laughs) So, um, but historically speaking, um, you know, we always go through these uphills and downhills. um, And we are trending for an uphill. So, I don't think this is going to be it. Um, our, our lovely little 75 basis points kick. Um, but. It will come back down again. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to say. Because I don't want to bite my nose off. Spite my face here. Mm. Uh, but again. It, it You are right. There is a lot of people kind of going. Okay. What are we doing? Um, and. I know the guy. You know the bank is trying to stall um, inflation, stall the market a little bit, yeah. cool everything. From, because again, the average home price out there is not obtainable mm-hmm. um, to people. I mean, I I, I look at um, mind you, market rents aren't either. Yeah. <laughs> I things today, and I go, I, I couldn't afford to rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah I, I i really i do see it still continuing to increase for probably another six months to a year um before it kind of peters out a little bit and and just kind of hangs out um just because we have to bring the prices of things back down to make things more affordable to restart everything again um and and um uh, you know make it more affordable yeah
0: and 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 that's why also like uh I'm full of quotes, but my, my last one, my last quotes here is going to be like uh, what Wayne Gretzky says. It's it's And it's his quote where skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it is. And you always need professionals to know where the puck is going to be because – like everybody's jumping on when they're thinking real estate right, rates or real estate prices and interest rates are low, so everybody feels like it's going to be like that forever. Now, the market sentiment is, Oh, well, it's going to be going up forever. That's not the case. You have to figure out what the market's like and see if you what your moves are,
1: mm-hmm. 100%. And and again, there there is a cycle, um, that you know, every eight years, I think it is seven or eight years, yeah. um, uh, we do peak with interest rates um, and then they come back down to, to more normal rates. Um, so I think we are headed for a bit of a peak. Uh, how high? Oh, yeah. Not really speculate on that one. Um, but, you know, again, it's an up and a down. Um, you kind of got to take the good with the bad. Um, if you can get in with the good, um, grab them while you can and then <laughs> yeah. ride, ride out with- Try add a little bit and, and then keep going. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, something has to be done because, again, the average ho- average household can't afford a yeah. um, million dollar property. Like, it's just, yeah. it's insane. I look at some of the houses that are going for two million dollars in Toronto and I'm like, my house is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like downtown you know, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just it's 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 it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense sometimes. so
0: it is it is confusing. I, I was looking at it, and I'm like, who can enter? like I can't enter this market right now? <laughs> like there's no I can't afford anything out there. <laughs> so I mean, but
1: I when you end up with the multi-generational homes yeah. that you got mom and dad and and possibly a, a sibling. And everybody's buying a house together because that's the way the income works and that's the way the margins work and that's how we make it affordable. That's how it's it's, it's affordable to people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, so where does um, son and daughter get a chance to to start, right? Yeah. Because if they're in first time with mom and dad, they lose their home buyer first time homebuyers yeah. benefits, right? Oh, wow. So it's... Yeah. It's, it's a tough it's a tough gig um, But again, come talk to me have a conversation let's see what we can do and where we can get you to. I don't mind working with clients um, for years in advance to get them where they need to be to help them put together a budget that helps them get the down payment together mm. to help used to. What am I going to pay every
0: month? Yeah, and I think I think uh, prices um, going down and interest rates going up is not a bad thing because as soon as uh, interest rates go down, you'll see a little bump of them. Uh, your equity going up as well because um, I feel like it's just like a bond portfolio where your your uh, the value of your real estate is connected to the interest rate. Once the interest rates goes up, the value goes down, and once the interest rate goes down, the value goes up. So. Um, yeah thank you for joining us for the listeners who want to contact allison or contact information depending on where you're listening to this is below or on the side any last words allison no not <laughs> really <laughs>
1: okay.
0: no, that, yeah it's a lot of good information again contact allison thank you for joining us allison thank you
1: no problem